The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Standing by the cross of Jesus were his mother and his mother's sister, Mary the wife of Clopas and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus saw his mother and the disciple there whom he loved, he said to his mother, Woman, behold your son. Then he said to the disciple, Behold your mother. And from that hour, the disciple took her into his home. The Gospel of the Lord. Sorry for the confusion there for a moment, but if you guys got, you've gotten to know me pretty well, but this is one thing how I look at the liturgy. If they ever give you something optionally beautiful to include, I tend to include it. And so, you know, we have only three or four sequences throughout the liturgical year, and, they, and the Stabat Mater, I think, is one of, the, one of the most beautiful ones, and so I always like to include those things, even though that they're optional. But like I said, optional beauty, why not? <laughs> you know, and so... Um, you know, there's this great, great importance in our Christian life of uh, holy friendships, uh, because holy friendships um, result in holy conversations. Now, that doesn't mean that we can't be friends with people from all walks of life. God knows from some of the sports and the different things I've participated in, um, some of my friends are not Christians or practice other, other religions or atheists or, wh- or whatever it might be, but my closest friends, most of the friends that I spend time with are those that are Christians, especially those that are Catholics, that understand the way that I function and the way that I think. Um, it's, it's, it's important to have both, right? Because that's one way of spreading the gospel to those that don't believe and trying to be an example to them. But at the same time, we absolutely need the support. Now, the reason I bring this up is, A, because I've mentioned before, um, if we're friends of Jesus Christ, if we love Jesus Christ, then we should be friends with his mother, Mary. Um, Secondly, I say this just because um, I'm so blessed to have amazing Catholic friends in my life. It's one of the things that transformed my life. And in fact, yesterday, often here, um, I'm the supervisor for Amanda, our youth minister, and also uh, Janelle, who who coordinates the adult um, education program and, and among other things. But um, <clears throat> we have many holy conversations. So holy friendships result in holy conversations. I can't tell you how often we just sit there and talk about like the church and saints and what more we can do to, to spread the gospel. And, um, <clears throat> excuse me. And so one thing that happened yesterday is off the heels of my homily, <clears throat> Amanda and I began to sp- speak about um, the crucifix. And how I told that story about how I was, I was kind of afraid of it as a, as a young little boy. And it reminded her of this movie that I'm sure that some of you have seen, The Miracle of Marcelino. It was a movie in 1955. It was Italian originally. And then it was subtitled. <clears throat> Sorry. The devil, I tell you what. He doesn't want me to preach about the Blessed Mother today. I know it. Um, so The Miracle of Marcelino. I recommend it to everybody. It's a very touching movie, but Amanda, it first came to her mind because it scared her as a child because Marcelino, this little Italian orphan boy, is taken in by this this monastery, this group of monks. 
But then he, he finds his way wandering up to this attic. And there's an old crucifix in the attic, an old, you know, bloody crucifix. But then Jesus begins to speak to Marcelino from the crucifix. And so it is a little bit of a scary scene as a child. But wouldn't you know it, as we were discussing this, I was like, I know that movie, I know that movie, so I had to look it up because we couldn't remember the name of it. And then, what scene do I watch? Like, I look, I, I, there's one big long clip, and I happen to just randomly fast forward to the clip, and this is the spot that I landed on. This dialogue between Jesus and Marcelino, and it goes like this. You know, he say, he, this is what he's saying um, he, he, about his own mother. He says, because he's an orphan. I wonder where my mother is now. And then, oh no, I'm sorry, he says this to Jesus. He says, I wonder where your mother is now, talking about the Blessed Mother. And then he responds, she is with yours. What are they like? What do they do, mothers? They give, Marcelino. They always give. And what do they give? They give themselves. They give their lives and the light of their eyes until they are old and wrinkled. Are they very ugly? Not ugly, Marcelino. Mothers are never ugly. Do you love your mother? Very much, with all my heart, Jesus responds. And then Marcelino, before running out of the room, says, I love mine more. <laughs> it's a beautiful, beautiful moment. I couldn't really have said it better myself. There are many mothers in this room right now and at, at all of our daily masses. And I've shared before, um, there's something unbelievably unique about the way a mother's heart can go out to their children, how they can identify with them and truly join in their own sufferings and sorrows. I know, you know, I was in seminary forever, for a better part of a decade, for eight years, and that was very difficult for me. And throughout the time, especially some of my harder academic times, like writing my thesis and stuff like that, or exams, I can't tell you how many times my mother would just be up in the middle of the night, either praying for my success or just because she was worried about how it went, <laughs> right? Such is the burden of, of motherhood. But gosh, what a beautiful thing. He says, what do they give? They give of themselves till they're old, until they're wrinkled. It kind of goes to show you that we can kind of suck the life out of our own mothers because of the worry that they take upon their own hearts. Uh, but that's our blessed mother. The same way I said yesterday, that upon the cross, every suffering that we have experienced has been taken up on the cross with Jesus for our sake. Just like every sorrow that we experience, if we unite that to the prayers of our Blessed Mother, she also can take those upon herself and offer them to, their, to, to her son Jesus. And so it's an it's amazing day that we celebrate Our Lady of Sorrows because, again, the two advocates that we have, our Lord Jesus Christ and then Our Lady, Oh, there, there, there's nothing that we really can't get through and do without offering the sufferings and the difficulties and the sorrows we have through our Blessed Mother and through our Lord Jesus Christ. If we can do that, then there's just nothing we can't get through. You know, I'm so confident of that because, you know, at this point, you know, 42 years on this earth, um, that's proved true for me. And there's many of you that are 
twice my age, <laughs> that, that, that's proved true for you as well. And that's why you're here in this church today. So if there is something, if there's something in your heart, if there's something that you're struggling with, especially as a mother, it's like, remember on this day to make that special offering to Our Lady of Sorrows. And, you know, I promise your, your prayers will be heard. I promise you that. We, we might not know how they will be answered in what way, shape, or form, but, but, but they're never unheard. They'll always be heard. God bless you all today.